this is Strange Snapchats. I'm Moon Meow. The Mobile Shorting Incident is a claim of time travel and hauntings made by Charlotte Ann Mobley and Eleanor Shorting. In 1911, Mobley and Shorting published a book entitled An Adventure under the names of Elizabeth Morrison and Francis Lamont. Their book describes a visit they made to the Petit Tunnel, a small chateau in the grounds of the Palace of Versailles, where they claimed to have seen the gardens as they had been in the late 18th century, as well as ghosts, including Marie Antoinette and others. The story caused a sensation and was subject to much ridicule. Background Mobley, born in 1846, was the 10th of 15 children. She came from a professional background. Her father, George Mobley, was the headmaster of Winchester College and later Bishop of Salisbury. In 1886, Mobley became the first principal of a hall of residence for young women, St. Hugh's College in Oxford. It became apparent that Mobley needed someone to help to run the college, and Jourdain was asked to become Mobley's assistant. Jourdain, born in 1863, was the eldest of 10 children her father, the Reverend Francis Jourdain, was the vicar of Ashbourne in Derbyshire. She was the sister of art historian Margaret Jourdain and mathematician Philip Jourdain. She went to school in Manchester, unlike most girls of the time who were educated at home. Jourdain was also the author of several textbooks ran a school of her own, and after the incident, became the vice principal of St. Hugh's College. Before Jardine was appointed, it was decided that the two women should get to know one another better. Jardine owned an apartment in Paris where she tutored English children, and so Mobley went to stay with her. Claims. Mobley and Jourdain recounted that they had decided to visit the Palace of Versailles as part of several trips around Paris, detailing how, on August 10, 1901, they traveled by train to Versailles. They remembered not thinking much of the palace after touring it, so they decided to walk through the gardens to the Petit Tournant, but after reaching the Grand Tournant, found it was closed to the public. They recollected traveling with a Baedeker guidebook, but said they became lost after missing the turn for the main avenue, Allée des Deux Tournons, and entered a lane where they bypassed their destination. Mobley reported that she noticed a woman shaking a white cloth out of a window, while Jardine recalled noticing an old deserted farmhouse 
outside of which was an old plow. At this point, they described a feeling of oppression and dreariness coming over them, after which men who they thought looked like palace gardeners told them to go straight on. Mobley described the men as very dignified officials, dressed in long, grayish green coats with small three-cornered hats. Chardin recalled that she noticed the cottage with a woman holding out a jug to a girl in the doorway, describing it as a tableau vivant, a living picture, much like Madame Tussauds' waxworks. Mobili did not observe the cottage, but remembered that she felt the atmosphere change. She wrote, everything suddenly looked unnatural, therefore unpleasant. Even the trees seemed to become flat and lifeless, like woodworked in tapestry. There were no effects of light and shade, and no wind stirred the trees. They reported reaching the edge of a wood close to the Temple de l'Amour and coming across a man seated beside a garden kiosk wearing a cloak and large shady hat. According to more mobily, his appearance was most repulsive, its expression odious, his complexion was dark and rough. Jardin noted the man slowly turned his face, which was marked by smallpox. His complexion was very dark. The expression was evil and yet unseen. And though I did not feel that he was looking particularly at us, I felt a repugnance to going past him. They said that another man whom they described as tall, with large dark eyes and crisp curling black hair under a large sombrero hat, came up to them and showed them the way to the petit tunnel. Mobley said she noticed a lady sketching on the grass who looked at them after they crossed the bridge to reach the gardens in front of the palace. She later described the lady as wearing a light summer dress and a shady white hat with lots of fair hair. Mobley reported that she thought she was a tourist at first, but the dress appeared to be old fashioned. Mobley came to believe that the lady was Marie Antoinette Jordan, however, did not see the lady. As they returned to the palace, they reported that they were directed round to the entrance and joined a party of other visitors. They said that after they toured the house, they had tea at the Hotel des Reservoirs before returning to Jordan's apartment. started writing about the afternoon of the Versailles incident. She reportedly asked Jardine if she thought the Petit Tunnel was haunted, and Jardine told her that she thought it was. Three months later in Oxford, the pair said they compared their notes and decided to write separate accounts of what happened while also researching the history of the tunnel. They thought they might have seen events that took place 
on August 10, 1792, only six weeks before the abolition of the French monarchy, when the Tuileries Palace in Paris was besieged and the King's Swiss Guards were massacred. According to their narrative, they visited the Tunnel Gardens again on several occasions, but were un unable to trace the path they took. Various landmarks, such as the kiosk and bridge, were missing, and the grounds were full of people. Trying to come up with an explanation, they wondered if they had stumbled across a private party or an event booked that day. However, they found that nothing had been booked that afternoon. Through their research, they thought they recognized the man they reportedly saw by the kiosk as the Comte de Vendroux, a friend of Marie Antoinette, who herself mobily had claimed to see. Convinced that the grounds were haunted, they decided to publish their story in a book, an adventure, under the pseudonyms of Elizabeth Morris and Francis Lamont. The book containing the claim that Marie Antoinette had been encountered in 1901 caused a sensation. However, many critics did not take it seriously on the grounds of the implausibility and inconsistencies that it contained. A, a review of the book by Eleanor Mildred Sidgwick in the Proceedings of the Society for Psychical? That's not a word. For psychical research suggested that the women had misinterpreted normal events that they had experienced. In 1903, an old map of the Tunnel Gardens was found and showed a bridge that the two women had claimed to have crossed that had not been on any map. The identity of the authors of an adventure were not made public until 1931. Both women claimed paranormal experiences before and after the adventure, and one of them morbidly claimed to have seen in the Louvre in 1914 an apparition of the Holy Roman Emperor Constantine, a man of unusual height wearing a gold crown and a toga. He was not observed by anybody else. During the First World War, Jourdain, the dominant personality of the pair, had succeeded as principal of St. Hugh's, became convinced that a German spy was hiding in the college. After developing increasingly autocratic behavior, she died suddenly in 1924, in the middle of an academic scandal over her leadership of the college. Her conduct had provoked mass resignations of academic staff. Mobili died in 1937. An explanation of the events was proposed by Philippe Julian in his 1965 biography of the aristocratic, decadent French poet, Robert de Montesquieu. At the time of Mobili and Jardin's excursion to Versailles, Montesquieu lived nearby and reportedly gave parties in the grounds where his friends dressed in period costume 
and performed tableau vivant as part of the party entertainments. Moberly and Jardine may have inadvertently gatecrashed a gay fancy dress party that they confused for a haunting. The Marie Antoinette figure could have been a society lady or the pockmarked man Montesquieu himself. It was suggested that a gathering of the French decadent avant-garde of the time could have made a sinister impression on the two middle-class Edwardian spinsters who would have been little used to such company. In a review of the history of the Mobile Jardin adventure and the extensive public reaction to it, Terry Castle noted with skepticism the claim that a shared delusion may have arisen out of a lesbian folie du between the two women. Castle concludes that when all proposed explanations have been considered, a core of mystery remains as much in relation to the psychological dynamics of the pair as to any aspects of the paranormal associated with their story.